What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. This is your host, Kendall Stramble, and I have an awesome guest coming on today who I recently connected with, uh, with which I'm really, really excited to uh, have an awesome conversation with. So guys, welcome Anthony Mendez. He's a fitness business coach, a marketing agency owner, and he's the, ho- the co-host of Sweat It Out podcast. So he's been in the health and fitness industry for uh, about 12, a little over 12 years now, and has helped over 500 clients scale their online coaching business to six figures plus. So super excited to have you here, Anthony. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Kendo. It's uh, honestly an honor and uh, looking forward to diving into some fun conversation. Heck yeah. So Anthony, you do a lot. You, you do a lot. You have a lot of experiences, which is why I'm, I'm really, really excited to, uh, to dive in today. So one of the big things that I was thinking about, you know, what we were going to talk about is you have so much experience, especially with just like the time frame that you've worked inside of the industry. And I can imagine even just in the five, five and a half years I've been in the industry, it's changed so much. Um, and so I would love to get a little bit of a background, like where did you start? You know, when did you get started with all of this and uh, let the people know who you are? Totally. 100%. So um, you know, kind of going back to my journey um, and getting back, back to my personal training days as a personal trainer, uh, we'll take it all the way back to, I don't know if you guys are, remember Bally's, but Bally Total Fitness, um, it was bought out by LA Fitness, but it was the first gym I started at. Um, I actually got that opportunity because my mom was a step aerobics instructor when step aerobics actually was still around yeah. for 24 years. And um, through that connection, she got me my first job at, at Bally's. And then a year after that, worked with LA Fitness for about three and a half years. I decided I want to take my my skill sets to the next level with training. I saw this, all right, this is going to be a career. During that time, you're going to remember 2010, 2011, when I started, that wasn't really, personal training wasn't really seen as like a full-blown career. It was only seen as like, this is a stepping stone. So I went through real big transitions of my my health and fitness profession uh, from during a time where training was starting now to slow become more recognized as something that could become a career. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take my, my, my I'm going to take myself, I'm going to go to New York, I'm going to live with my cousin out there for about six months, I'm going to study the Equinox Academy. So Equinox at the time, they had, an, they have, they might still have it, not sure, but they had an academy uh, where they teach you in-house everything that you need to know about training, coaching, kinesiology, the way the body works, nutrition, and behavioral change, how to work with people. And it was such a great experience. I feel like I learned more there than even in school and um, got out of there and went back to Miami. And from there, I started working with Equinox. Now, keep in mind, during that time from LA Fitness to Equinox, I already had started doing content around my last year of LA Fitness. Fitness tips, you know, coaching stuff, nothing too crazy. I was posting something about every day account maybe had about, I got it to maybe like 2,500 followers at the time. And, um, you know, when I went to Equinox, I focused just on that. So kind of like my account was taking the backseat a little bit. I want to learn more about what I had to do to be a better coach. But when I came back um, and I started seeing that Instagram was now really becoming to evolve into something more, I said, I got to get back to it. And then that's what I did. You know, me and a buddy who um, was another trainer, he was doing a lot of Instagram content. And he said, look, man, he's like, I need somebody to shoot me. I'll shoot you. I know you like this Instagram stuff. How about we help each other out? And then we just edit our own videos. I said, done, let's do it. And that's what we do. 
we did that for a long time, shooting each other. We'll shoot and edit our own stuff. And my whole methodology with coaching was I, I loved unconventional training, movement training, corrective training. So a lot of my style wasn't very, wasn't very well known on social media. Um, it wasn't the traditional, um, you know, workouts that you would typically see or the traditional style of training. There was a lot of different mythologies, a lot of styles to it. And that really caught people's attention. And I'm not gonna also um, I'm not gonna also take all the credit, but I also had a beautiful scenery in Miami that I used to have in the background when I used to do my workouts by the beach, by the parks, all that stuff. So you know that helps. Um, so part of that, you know, kind of um, the outdoor with a lot of the unconventional stuff really popped uh, for me. And at the time, there wasn't a lot of people collaborating, and I was probably one of the ones that was constantly pushing collaborations, meeting up with other coaches. Hey, I want to train with you. I want to coach with you. Let's do videos together. Um, you know, partner videos. And I would meet with other people too who wanted to do workouts or I would start shooting other people and putting them into my videos. And that started building up my page. And then slowly from there, I was able to, you know, jump out of Equinox, um, continue my career. I actually opened up a gym for two years with two other buddies of mine. I was already with the whole social media, getting tons of gigs. I got signed by Puma, um, was getting, worked with big companies like Notre Track, um, another one, Echelon. I did some stuff with Techno Gym. Um, you know, list goes on. So I've been do I was very active doing tons of fitness events. And then I started my online fitness coaching, um, which I had done back in like 2017. And at that time when I was doing my gym, there was, um, the owner sold the gym, um, to another person. Cause that person wanted to turn it into something else. And, you know, they wanted to raise the rent. We said, we don't need this. I only had four in-person clients at the time. I was already doing all online fitness coaching. And I said, you know what? I don't need another gym. I'm just going to, I'm just going to focus more on my online fitness coaching even more and double down. So the few little clients I had, I even got rid of two of them. I only kept two in person, kept doubling down on the in-person gym. I mean, on my online coaching and fitness events, did exactly that. Was able to start making 20, between 20 to 30K a month um, around that time frame of like 2017, 2018. And then from there, um, right when it was right at the beginning of 2019, I said, you know what? Um, I want to do something else. I've always loved the business side of things. I've always loved social media. I've always loved uh, marketing and advertisement. And I've always, a lot of people don't know this, but I've always had a very prominent art side um, to, you know, to, to just being me. Um, and that comes from my mom's side of the family. So my mom was a graphic designer and my grandpa was also as well a painter. He was also a mechanical hand designer for um, uh, Lockheed Martin, which was a company that designed submarines for the Navy. So it was interesting because even in school when I was very little, I used to be very talented in art. And I said, well, this is a very cool way to bring my art talent and to bring my fitness side together and I can now be more creative. Um, and that's exactly what I did, you know, and then um, from there, I kept growing, you know, I kept growing. And, you know, honestly, I would say that the biggest thing for me was, um, you know, that making that transition and seeing that, okay, I can go from now being a fitness coach to a business coach and really help people um, in a new, in a new way that I've always wanted to, you know, be able to dive into a different career but still stay true to my roots of health and fitness. And I took that leap and I made that jump. Um, and this was without even knowing that COVID was going to be here. Um, so going into that, I started working with some clients. I'm still doing some of my online fitness coaching as I'm building the business coaching business. Then we get closer to about two months before COVID hits. I made my full transition into business coaching. 
COVID comes around and then everything just spiraled up from there. Business coaching went up the roof, um, started my podcast. And then um, after that, I said, well, what's the next thing we need to solve? You know, we're working with business coaches, building their organic foundation, you know, helping them um, create at least 10K a month, um, getting good content, optimizing their pages. Well, the next step is, well, let's teach them how to scale this. We need to teach them how to um, build teams. We need to teach them how to be able to not only make this, but sustain it. Because I think that's a big issue too, is a lot of people know how to make it certain months, but how can you make this duplicatable every month? And then also as well, how can I keep scanning from here? And that was when me and my business partner, we came together and said, hey, I think we need to start this marketing agency. And then that kind of leads us to where we're at today. That's such an awesome story. I love how much you just capitalized on every single opportunity that you had. It's like it spirals into like something bigger and bigger each time. Um, and that was actually, it's funny when you said take the leap. That was one of the questions I literally typed out as you were speaking is, it seems like there were so many different points where I could say like, yes, there were opportunities for you to take, but you know, even like you making that switch to going to Equinox and training full-time and learning at Equinox to, you know, making the move out to New York and, you know, then getting into business coaching and then the agencies, what was that big motivator for you back then? Like, what was the thing for you? Like, did you see that vision? Were you like, this is where I'm going? Or did you feel like it kind of fell on your lap? Like, what did that look like for you? So I think it was a combination. I think it was, um, I've always had, I've always been a big visionary. Um, and I always knew that I was going to do something more than just training, even though I loved it, but I knew I was going to do something more different. And um, I always knew when I, when Instagram came out and obviously Facebook was already there, but when Instagram came out, I said something special about this platform. And I really took a grasp on it. Literally the moment it opened up, started working on it. And then obviously when I got, when I really, when I took my education more seriously, I kind of paused it. But when I came back, um, to when I went into Equinox and I saw what Instagram was doing, now I said, I need to really focus on this. And now the interesting part was this, and, you know, again, sometimes I believe like the universe or God or whatever you want to, you know, say, I think sometimes it aligns for you things in a certain way when it's supposed to. And the way I got out of Equinox, it wasn't, it wasn't because I, I wanted to, um, it's because I had to. And I'll tell you this, um, during that time when I was shooting all that content with my friend, and I shared, I've shared this story before, but I'm saying this because this is how life works. But during that time, I was making my content with my buddy. He got his Instagram business and his his clients to a point where he could leave. And he decided, hey, bro, I'm, I'm done with Equinox. I've been here for six years. He had been there longer than I've had. I was at Equinox for three. And he said, look, my Instagram's rolling. I'm making six figures. I can I can leave. I don't need this anymore. He left. So what happened was, is during the time when we were shooting, they were kind of like, okay, you guys are doing this X, Y, and Z. They weren't thinking too much, but they saw me and him were doing stuff. When he left, that's when it started becoming a problem. So when he left the gym, they got scared that I was going to be next. So my plans to leave wasn't maybe till another whole year or two. I was going to stay there another year or two. And what happened was, was for about a good four months, because I think I only after he left, I think I stayed for like four more months. It was probably one of the most like, micro managing like on top of me 24 7 not letting me breathe where are you going what are you doing why are you doing this why are you doing that why are you shooting this content when it wasn't even a problem before um you know we're getting scared that you're starting to work with other clients outside of here and you're not supposed to do that and just all these assumptions and it was like wait what is going on and I was just like, okay, this is not cool. And I was doing very well at Equinox. So I'll, I'll tell you this, like my, my personal training business was very well uh, put together and there was no reason for them to have to like, you know, get at me. Like if I was doing bad, 
I get it. Like if I, my numbers weren't there and I wasn't performing, then I get it. Hey, it looks like your energy is going over here. What do you want to do here? But that wasn't the case. So I ended up being where I got into an ultimatum, got to the point where I'm going to get into crazy details, but it wasn't a fun experience, but I had to basically, they, they pulled me to the back one day, manager, we got into a whole big altercation discuss, discussion. They were telling me a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Um, and I was like, you know what? In my head, I was like, if, if this big, big company is so scared and sees me as a threat, I'm doing something right. And that's when it was like, they gave me the ultimatum. They're like, they literally told me, pick your Instagram or pick Equinox. Which one do you want? You have a weekend. And I said, you know what? I went in the weekend. I wrote a huge resonation letter, thanking them, all this stuff, tag, email, CC to everybody. I said, you know what? I'm going with my gut. And my gut is telling me right now, I don't care if I'm not. And I wasn't prepared. It's not like I said, oh, I'm going to save extra money for this. It's not like I said, oh, I know where to take my clients. I wasn't even, my clients didn't even know. Like I was in a position where it was either like this or this. In, in over a three-day period, I had to pick. And I said, you know what? I'm going to trust God, the universe, and I'm going to go all in. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with my gut feeling. And I'm going with Instagram. And I thank God today that I did, because if I did it, who knows? I would have probably stayed there for another year, two, three, who knows? Yeah. And not be where I'm at today. So I took that leap of faith. And I would probably say that's one of the biggest leaps of faith I had to take in a huge transitional moment for me in my career um, and going independent. And that's when I really started becoming an, a true business owner. I had own little businesses on the side and stuff like sports work up, stuff like that, but a true independent with my business is my only main provider. And um, that was probably my biggest pivotal moment as a, as a big leap of faith before having to, you know, do it into the business coaching space. That's so awesome. It's kind of crazy. I didn't even realize we had something like a pretty similar situation. I was in, a, in the same boat and it's crazy to think like you have to have a lot of self-trust in that moment. And I think that's something that ends up perpetuating into you know, as you grow your business, as you evolve, as you scale, it's a lot of like having the self-trust is like, yeah, maybe we don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to go all in with it. You know, obviously it paid off really well for you, which is awesome. So, um, you know, mindset's obviously a huge part of being able to grow a business, develop a business. So do you feel like for you, there was something that supported you with building up the self-trust, the self-reliance to take the leap? Or do you feel like this was more of a visionary focus where you're like, I have to do this thing because I have this greater vision. What did that look like? at that moment you're saying specifically. So yeah. I would say in that moment, I said, I knew my ultimate vision at hand. I knew I wasn't going to always be a trainer. And that's what did it for me because I said, wait, this is a sign. This is a sign. And I go, maybe, maybe it's because I am ready to jump and I just don't know it. And I'll say, yeah, I've always had a pretty strong mindset when it comes to, you know, having resilience, being dedicated, doing the work, putting the time doing this. But I think more than anything at that specific moment, I think it was my vision of me seeing my true long-term vision. Cause I'm a very big long-term person. Um, I play for the long-term on everything. If it doesn't make sense for me long-term, I don't even associate myself with it. So for me, I said, long-term, what do I truly want? And I said, well, this is what I want. And I said, this is what I've seen since the moment I got on Instagram. I believed it in so much. I felt like this was going to be something special. And I feel like this is the first indication of this is special. And this is why you need to keep at it. And this is why you need to make this jump. And that literally, that voice spoke in my head. And I said, I'm sticking with my vision because if I don't, one day I'm going to sit in that bed and I'm going to say I regret it on my deathbed. And I'm going to be like, I never took that opportunity. And I stayed here as a trainer doing the same thing over and over again that everybody else has done working for a corporate company. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but for me, that would have been a bad thing. And I had to go with what I always wanted at first from when I first got that vision of knowing that 
this is what's going to be something special for me. I knew I can do more. If I went against that, I knew I'd be, I'd, I'd regret it later. And I said, I can't, I can't live with that regret. At the time, I, I think when I made that jump, I was 23, 20, yeah, around 23, going 24. And I said, I'm young. I have opportunities in front of me. I got my youth. Why not do this now before, you know, time starts catching up. And I had, then I came with that realization. I said, there's nothing to be scared about. At the end of the day, you figure shit out. And I be truly believe to my heart that when everybody's tested and everybody's put against the grain and has to figure something out, they will figure it out. When you want something bad and when you're in a position to, that's something that you're getting a lot of tension, stress, load, and you need to make something happen, you will figure out and make it happen. And that's just kind of what I said. I'm going to go out there, figure it out. I've always figured it out in my life and that's just who I am by my name. Yeah. I love that. And especially because it's looking at something like Instagram and social media, it was like such a new thing back then too. So it's like, you're putting it all in, like all your eggs are going in the basket and it's like, okay, we're going to make this work, you know? And it's like, if not, you know, that you're going to make it work. Like you said, which is so cool. I love that you, I guess, just monetize and capitalize on every opportunity that you had. And, um, you know, starting with Instagram, I wanted to bring this up too, is because that was, you know, quite a bit ago now is, how do you feel like things have changed on social from when you first got started to where you're at now? Cause that was, that was a good amount of time ago. Right. So what's the difference that you're noticing from starting a fitness business back then to what it looks like starting now? So I'll tell you a huge biz, a huge uh, difference here is back then. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist though. Now it's still out there, but back then it was even more, it was very big on perception very big on looks, very big on what you're doing, where you're at, what you're driving, you know, status. And I'm not saying that it's still not there, but I'll tell you right now, more than ever, social media is now built more on value. Um, and if you're not giving value, you're not going to win. Um, you don't have to be showing the fancy cars. You don't have to be showing the money. You don't have to be doing this and that to grow on social media, where back then it was a lot harder to do it the other way around. And that started changing around in uh, 2019, uh, where you started seeing a bigger change of that, where you started seeing some companies where they were actually realizing, wait, I'm making more money through these micro influencers who have a true community who are actually providing value than these bigger ones who, if it's guys and they're just showing their shirts or girls or they're just putting themselves out there, the opposite audiences, the one watching them, we're not going to even make sales from that. So real companies start noticing that they started making their shifts and then they were putting more of their, their money and attention to these micro influencers who are actually bringing value talking explaining educating and then they started coming up and then you see a huge shift from from what i just mentioned first on instagram being more perception wise status wise to now being more value wise where you don't need all these things as much anymore to be able to grow your account or to be able to get a following and an audience um so for me that was one of the biggest i would, I would say one of the biggest off the back, clear indicators that you can see a big difference on Instagram when it comes to that. So what kind of pivots did you have to make for yourself personally? I know that that's when you were kind of removing yourself from being inside of the fitness business, but what personal changes did you make when you noticed that that was something that was starting to change on the app? Yeah. So I would say one of the biggest things and, and not that my page, even before when it was fitness, it's not like I was putting posting stuff on cars and this and that, but I did a lot of like just workouts, just workouts, just workouts, just workouts. And what I noticed was, and this is something I tell a lot of coaches now, is that you don't want your page to just be an exercise library. Um, you want your page to have personality. You want your page to have energy. You want your page to describe also who you are. You want your page to show your tonality. You want your page to show 
people that you're talking and educating them and bringing that value, not just through your workouts, but through what you're saying. And also as well, showing bits and pieces and sprinkling in your lifestyle in there. Because at the end of the day, people don't buy your training. People buy you. And through you, they get the training. But people are buying you. And if you have two coaches who can be great, and one is just an exercise library, and the other one is somebody who has value education, bits and pieces of who they are, their lifestyle, personality, tonality, energy, who are they going to resonate with first more? Who's easier to connect with? The person who's showing that. And that's right there. That's the first thing when it comes to business. People don't understand business doesn't happen when you start coaching, when you start the coaching. Business happens when you connect with a person. That's the first interaction in business is connection. So if you can't make the connection, you're not going to have the business. So for me, I always say, you know, less about being an exercise library, more about being you, the educator, the one driving the value. And also as well, if you're going to be educating people in the fitness space, talk about it. Don't just show it, but talk about it. Don't just entertain visual learners also entertain people who also learn through auditory you know and people want to be able to hear what you're saying and that's also going to capture people and be like i like the way or like the way she said it or he said it i like the tone of voice i love their energy they're going to also get more of their personality they're going to say is this perfect for me or they're not for me maybe i, I want somebody who's more soft-spoken maybe i want somebody who's a little louder maybe i want somebody who's going to be in my face maybe i just want somebody who's going to hold my hand maybe i want somebody who just speaks the straightforward facts to me they're going to know that by you portraying that and actually showing it than just being workout related only yeah. just workout video. Yeah. I love how you keep it really simple too. Cause I think a lot of people almost fear that they have to build the, the personal brand aspect and it has to be this like super dialed in, super educational, um, you know, really professional look. I remember I had to thought I had to like wear the blazer and like be that business coach and stuff too. And I think that's, what's really awesome about nowadays is we see the the personal brand being built. Right. Cause I'm sure you remember like back when stories, Instagram stories weren't even a, a thing. I, like, I remember when they were first introduced and it was like this whole different thing where so many people, they still wouldn't even use them because we were just so used to the picture, you know, and now what's really cool is like, we have that opportunity to just be ourselves. And that's what actually is the thing with client acquisition. Like that's, what's helping the, the lead gen aspect of things. So, you know, with, with building a brand, especially nowadays, since a lot of businesses are built off of a personal brand, what would you say are some of the key elements that, um, as someone who, you know, has a marketing agency works with a lot of the marketing aspect of things, what are some of the things that you look for in someone building a personal brand? or that you would teach to someone who's looking to really build up their brand for success. Yeah, totally. So, you know, we're, we're talking to, you want to keep it more in general or to a fitness audience? Um, I think general would actually be cool because we have some listeners who aren't in the, in the fitness space too. Perfect. So, you know, and um, I would say the biggest thing here is when you're building your personal brand, when you're building, you have to understand that it's you, you are, you are first your product or service. You are what people are interacting with. So understand that you are selling yourself um, and you need to be able to understand that you have to be able to be relatable with people. Um, and even most important, you have to understand what it is that you want to be able to focus on. I think that a lot of times, um, and, and, and it's okay, like it's okay to start with something and understand that, hey, maybe this is not my route. Maybe this is not for me. Maybe, maybe my audience doesn't really want this. Start with something is the most important thing. So what I mean by start with something is pick something that you know a lot about and pick something that you're good at. Um, don't try to force something that you're just trying to force because it's So talk a lot about what you know and talk a lot about things that you're already good at. And if you start seeing that maybe people are kind of giving a different feedback, 
Maybe that's not exactly the way the things that people want. Maybe you might change it a little bit. And through your process, you can start nitpicking. You can start changing and testing and then seeing what your audience is gravitating to within what you started. And that's going to start helping build up your personal brand better. But you have to just start. I would say with something you know a lot about and something you're good at, because I see so many personal brands who are just forcing content with things that it's just like you're you're trying to copy what the other person is doing. A, a personal brand is a personal brand. It's who you are. It's your personality. It's your it's you as a person. So if you're trying to be another person or imitate somebody else's personality, then that's not your personal brand. That's somebody else's because you're trying to emulate what they're doing. And I'm not saying don't be influenced, be influenced by others, be inspired by others, get ideas by others. I'm not, for all means, I'm not saying don't do that, but you need to be you at the end of the day. You need to stop, talk about what you like to talk about, what you know a lot about, what you're good at. So I would say most importantly, start with that. When you're building your personal brand, start with that. And then from there, you're going to keep evolving. And keep in mind, your personal brand doesn't have to be all cleaned up right away. It doesn't have to have all, all these, you know, you, you might not even know what fonts fonts you want to use or what colors you want to use right away. You might not even know that that's okay. Just put content out there that, you know, is good content value wise. And what I mean by good, it doesn't have to have the most crisp 4k quality videos. It doesn't have the most, the best graphics on it. No, it's just good context of what you're sharing and you're speaking value and it aligns again, it's aligning with the audience you're looking for. And it's things that you know a lot about. If you do that, you're going to do well. And once you start crouching traction, you get an, uh, an idea of what feedback you're getting from your audience, then you can start playing with more of the aesthetic things and you can start building your personal brand from there. Um, because I see the mistake where people want to just immediately jump into the other side and then they don't even have this dialed in. They're still trying to figure things out. And then you're spending all this money with, now I have to rebrand my aesthetics, rebrand this, rebrand that, because I couldn't figure this, figure this first part out that I mentioned. And then later on, that all can come start with what you have because what you have is plenty. You have a you have a phone, you have more than enough to start with. That's all you need. Your phone is 4K video. Your your phone has great audio to start with. It can shoot pictures and videos and, and you're good to go. You don't need anything else to start building your personal brand. And I think that we just make too many excuses around not getting started. Um, and the reason being, I truly believe, is because there's so many resources out there. We have such an abundance of resources that I think it's gotten to the point where it's actually confusing people instead of keeping people on track. And my, my whole thing is whatever you came across with first, if you came across two or three different coaches and when you align with them first or whatever materials you're following, the one you align with the first, the most focus on that, not for a month, not for two months or three, and then jump to the next person, the next person. Cause you're like, Oh, I like this system better. I like that system better. I like this one better. And they teach personal brand. No focus on the one that aligns with you. The first put enough time into it. And then start building your personal brand and let it flourish. Follow that system to the point where it's now allowing itself to flourish. And then you can actually start testing before jumping into something else. And I'm just saying that I know I went a little bit off tangent, but I'm saying that because for anybody who is personal, building a personal brand, you're going to look for help. You're going to be looking for info. You're going to be going on YouTube, Google. You're going to look at other business coaches. Um, and what you want to do is make sure that you're aligned and focused with one thing. Don't get distracted by the other things test one thing out first and give enough time on it to actually see if it works before jumping to the next thing. So I, I would say that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice I would give to people who are starting and building a personal brand. 
That's so good. I love that you use the word evolve too, because I think a lot of people, they look at people on social, even like you or I, who's been on social for a good amount of time. And they're like, oh, they have all of this beautiful content. They have, you know, it's like I have a video editor. I got someone doing my content outside of all of this. Like they don't see what happens behind the scenes sometimes with the content aspect of things, or even just the branding aspect of things. And it's like, even through the pivots, that's an evolution over time. I think a lot of people it's almost kind of like how fitness is with a lot of people's clients. Um, we'll look for those quick fixes sometimes with fitness clients. And I, I tell people as well, who are building up a personal brand. It's like, well, think about the same thing as you don't want to overnight fix for your business either. And that's where we see the whole shiny object syndrome, which is like a whole nother topic that I think could talk about for hours. I see that so much in just like new entrepreneurship, but I think just in general, because there is, like you said, just so much information out there nowadays. And I can imagine even for you with running, the marketing agency, that's probably something that's almost like a qualifier. Would you say like working with people is like, Hey, you've got to have the branding evolved and dialed in a little bit first before you even look at running ads or starting to get into like those bigger steps in business. Do you find that there are a lot of people that come in that are like looking to do those kind of things? Do you feel like there are certain qualifiers for people who would be looking to work with like your agency or an agency in general with a personal brand? Totally, totally. And one of the biggest things, and I'm going to dive into that. And one of the reasons one of the reasons why, if you go back in my account, I know a lot of people when they start evolving, growing, they like to hide some of their old content. For me, at least for me, it just works. I like to leave it. The reason why I like to leave it, and I'll tell a lot of my clients or prospects I'm working, I say, go back to the beginning of my page. I've got a little homework for you. Go all the way to the beginning of my page. It might take you five minutes, 10 minutes together, but go all the way back. And I want you to look at my first pieces of content. And I want you to see my, la my latest pieces of content. I want to see the big shifts that I've had to go through my career from starting here to when I was doing my, I was doing my own content. I was shooting my own videos, editing my own videos. I even actually learned how to do videography on, on big programs like uh, Final Cut, Adobe, to the point where I didn't even mention this. I was actually doing video creation for a year and a half for other people oh, nice. I, while I was doing fitness coaching and online coaching. And I did it because I actually thought it was fun. And I was actually had a, my ex at the time, she was a sports tour model. So we would do a lot of collaborations. I would shoot her videos, edit it. We'll sell it to the companies. We'll get a ton of goods. So I said, I'm going to learn this skill set, you know, and you can see the evol the evolution of my own content with content I've created through time to then when I hired a, a, somebody who can actually do all my content professionally. But it, I say that because it's a process and you have to understand that in, in any business you do, um, there's steps, there's levels of involvement, and there's there's um, there's shifts. And you'll be able to see that if you go to my page. And I want you to see that because I don't want to erase the history of what I had of what I did to get to where I'm at. I want you to see that firsthand so you can believe in yourself that you can do it too. Not only me, that not only Kendall was able to do it, but that you can do it too. I want you to see and go back. Look how long it took me. And that's what I told my clients as well. Now it's that it took me. X amount of years to figure this game out where now I figured it out and I'm going to give it to you. And it's only going to take you X amount of months. I'm saving you years and years of me figuring this out. Now you have it. And now you don't have to worry about that. And the funny thing is you're, some people are still not willing. They're still going crazy. It's going to take me three to six months. It's going to, I'm like, guys, it took me over eight, nine years to even be where I'm at now. And I'm saying that because I know there's a lot of people out there who might be battling that with that in their own head. 
because right now we live in such a time where everything's instant gratification, instant success, instant this, instant that. I want it quick. I want it fast. I want, and social media gives you that shorter, shorter, shorter videos, shorter information, you know, instant messaging, instant emailing, instant is instant, right? So you got to remember in life, and I always say this, there's three things that you cannot speed up. That's health, that's business, and that's relationships. You cannot speed up those three things. And if you try speeding up those three things, if you start taking shortcuts with your health, what happens? You rebound, you crash, and you rebound. What happens if you start taking shortcuts with your business? What happens? You start spiking up, immediately crashes. What happens? You take shortcuts with relationships. Guess what? That partner of yours is going to freak out, and then you're in the that's and relationship end up crashing as well. So you cannot speed up those three things. So when we come into the agency side of my business, and I'm and the reason I'm saying this is because we do look at these things. We look at your history. We look at how long you've been doing this for. We make sure that you have the foundation in place. We make sure you meet those criteria. We make sure you're already making a certain amount of money. And we make sure that you already have that establishment set for yourself because we don't want to set you up to fail. We want to set you up to succeed. And in order to succeed, you need to have the foundation. You need to have had enough time with the right pieces in place to be able to scale. Because again, we can put you out there on ads. We can put you out there uh, and promote you. We can build all these things for you. But the problem is if you don't have the right messaging or you haven't had enough time to discover who you're working with, you haven't enough time working with certain people, or having enough time to, to, to be able to um, bring together enough wins, client testimonials, um, share enough stories, you have enough time to dial in some of your foundational systems. If we put you out there on blast, you're not ready for that. We're setting you up for failure. So we want to make sure that you're in a place to win. And that's where, you know, also as well, you know, we do uh, on our business coaching side where we make sure we set a foundation, we work in phases. You know, I always say we want to make sure that we build that foundation so that way we can first identify, right? Identify, I would say identify, position, and then from there expand. Identify, position, expand. We identify um, who you're serving, what you're working with, who you're gonna work with, um, the messaging, all the stuff that's gonna be in your personal brand. Then we position you, we position you as that authority and in your space, in your niche, and now we expand you. And the expansion is where we scale you. Um, and that's where all the other key components come in place with team building and all that stuff too. So, so that's kind of what we look at and how we handle things here with our, with our agency. That's so awesome. I love that you explained kind of like the layers and the phases of it too, because it shows the evolution over time. And I think a key component too, like we mentioned earlier, it's like, it's not just evolution of business. It's like evolution of self. It's like every single time that you have to evolve in business or integrate a new system or make a team hire or, you know, work with an agency, whatever it is, it's like that requires you to also grow as an individual, because it means releasing some control. It means, you know, being able to learn the skill sets that are necessary. And um, I agree. I think the instant gratification kind of gets out of, ha out of hand sometimes. Now we have new platforms that like almost reinforce it. So um, I love this. This is so cool talking about like the, the reinforcement and just being able to have the patience, but also put in the hard work. I think that's one of the things I realized recently is like, let's get back to putting in that, that hard work, you know, especially in the, in the new space. So um, thank you so much. This was so good. There were so many like little golden nuggets out throughout this entire episode. So Anthony, tell the people um, where they can find you on social. Yeah. So if you guys want to connect with me, um, I would say number one platform, Instagram, um, at Mendez Fitness, M-E-N-D-E-Z Fitness. Um, send me a DM. Um, you know, if you want to say, hey, I found you through Kendall's pod or just put the name of her pod and I'll connect with you um, and I'll make sure I'll send you a voice note. Also, as well, you got my YouTube channel, Mendes Fitness. Um, you can connect with me there. TikTok, Mendes Fitness. I would say probably those three. And then my podcast is uh, 
Sweat It Out podcast, Apple, Spotify, um, and YouTube as well. Cool. I'll leave all those for the uh, in the show notes down below for you guys. But thanks again for coming on. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate it as well. And and just to you know leave off everybody with the one note. Just remember this, guys. You know, if the world doesn't stop for you, why are you going to stop for the world? You got to keep moving. You got to keep doing things. Don't get caught up in your own head. Don't stop momentum just because you hit a roadblock because you know you're faced with a challenge or you're not getting the things you want right away. You got to remember that the world continues continues on. And if you stop. The world is going to continue on and it doesn't care. So you have to keep moving. The more you move, the more you win, the more you'll succeed. So just keep doing that. Mic drop. <laughs> Heck yeah. Thank you so much.